Hey guys, what's going on? It's me, the one and only Strawberry Ice, coming to you from the Ice Cave. I know I'm not as hyped up as I normally am. I'm usually like, hey, what's going on? Great weekend, blah, blah, blah. But has a tragic news. I'm sure you guys have all heard about it. NBA legend Kobe Bryant and his daughter Gigi passed away tragically yesterday in a helicopter crash. Gigi was only 13 years old. Kobe, 41. Nine total people perished in the tra- tragedy. I just want to go through some of Kobe's accolades of how good and how, how good he was and why we all came to love him and to respect him. He was a five-time NBA champion, two-time finals MVP, 18-time All-Star, four-time All-Star MVP, 11 times All-NBA team, and people say he was just a scorer. Nope. Nine-time defensive team. He made it. Nine times. And he only won the scoring title twice. So you can't say all he did was score. Now you have the iconic moment for me is when I knew who Kobe Bryant was. Found out who he was. Went, whoa, that dude's good. The... Um, Slam Dunk Championship in 1997. First time I ever saw anybody put the ball between their legs in the air and dunk it. I have a hard time dribbling the ball between my legs. He put the ball between his legs and boom, dunked it. That's when I'm like, whoa, who's this kid? Which, I mean, kid, he was a little younger than me at the time, 1997. Now this, uh, it's another iconic thing that I don't know if any other player in sports has this. He's got two of his jerseys retired. Both of them. Both of them are hanging from the rafters at Staples Center. Number 8 and number 24. I Like I said, I don't know anybody else who's got two of them. Kobe's got two. Now, those are all the accolades and everything of why we know who Kobe Bryant is and why we are such fans of him. The other tragic part of the story, which I think is the more important part of the story, is he leaves behind a wife and three daughters. The three daughters lost their dad and their sister. The wife lost her husband and her daughter. That is just the tragic, the more tragic part about this. Forget about the NBA, forget about all the stuff. Forget that he was going to go in the Hall of Fame this year, which he's still going to go. He just, unfortunately, is not going to be there. Forget all that stuff. The worst part is you got a family that lost their dad and lost their sister. It's terrible. I mean, p- please pray for the Bryant family. His his parents, I, I think they're both still alive. They lost their son. It's just terrible, man. I mean, that just tells you life is short. Enjoy it. Hug your family. Do the right things. Do what you're supposed to do. You know? Because it could be over like that. All right. Let's try to move on to some happy things here. And I am very happy about this. I mentioned this last week on my show. That I think the Reg should sign Nick Castellanos. Well, guess what? Apparently they did. According to MLB.com's Mark Sheldon. The Reds have signed him to a four-year deal. I don't know any of the numbers. 
That's all I got is a four-year deal. I don't care. I don't care if it's a one-year deal. I'm glad they signed him. One of the biggest reasons I wanted the Reds to sign him is the way he hit down the stretch for the Cubs. In, uh, see here, in 50, er, 51 games, yeah, in 51 games for the Cubs, his OPS was 1.002 with 16 homers. He was really carrying the Cubs. And that team had won a World Series before, and for some reason last year and the year before they couldn't hit, Castellanos was the only one hitting for them. Now this, for the Reds, breaks up our left-handed lineup. Everybody's got their projected lineup because it's fun. It's the offseason. You know, Bell's the coach. We'll see what he what he does. I'm sure he's going to switch it around, but this is mine. I would go with Shogo Akiyama leading off in left or center. Then you got Nick Senzel hitting two in left or center because you can play either one in either position. And you got Gino, the man who hit 50 homers last year. Eugenio Suarez, bat number three. Moose! Now we got to do that at GAP this year when he comes to bat. Moose! Mike Moustakis hitting fourth. That brings me to Nick Castellanos playing right field. Joey Votto. I knocked him all the way down to sixth. I don't know if he's ever hit down that low before, but that would take the pressure off of him, I think, because he's got all these other guys in front of him. Freddie Galvis is your shortstop. Tucker Barnhart is catcher. Now, as I was doing the show prep and this all this story broke about, from Mark Sheldon, I started writing all, all the information and stuff down. Then Mark Sheldon tweeted out something else that the Reds still might be interested in trading Nick Senzel. I have no idea why. The only piece I would trade him for is Lindor. (laughs) I mean, just think about that. (laughs) If there's any possibility the Reds can get Lindor. (laughs) Oh, wow. I mean, I think our lineup's Good now. We had Lindor. I might be thinking World Series, man. You never know. (laughs) We'll see. But I think we got a really good shot at the wild card and definitely a shot at the NL Central. Because the NL Central, the Cubs haven't added anybody. Cardinals added something. Nobody's added as much as the Reds. As long as they all come together and play like I think they can, it's going to be a fun summer. It's going to be a really fun summer. All right. Now we had some college basketball over the weekend. No, my Bearcats weren't playing. Uh, they don't play till Tuesday, so I had to I had to suffer, and I had to watch UK and Xavier. Anyway, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I, I watched UK, and it was actually a really good game. Texas Tech gave it, brought, brought it to them. UK ended up winning in overtime, 76 to 74. Now, I had forgotten this. That I knew Virginia won the national championship last year, but I forgot that they faced Texas Tech. That just show, goes to show you you, for, you you remember who wins, you forget who loses. But Texas Tech, they played really well against UK, and from there, I thought UK was going to lose it, but they didn't. Other scores, Xavier. It's not looking so hot for you guys. I mean, I don't know what. What's going on? You lose again to Creighton, 66 to 77. Travis Steele has said this before. It comes down to execution, execution, execution. All right, well, 
what's the coach do? What what is he coaching the players up on? Execution, I thought. So doesn't that sound like it's more on the coaching than the players? And, but I don't know. I'm just a Bearcat fan talking from afar about the Xavier. Xavier Musketeers. Now, Xavier fans, got a question for you. This is the second year. It's not well. Travis Steele's been there a year and a half. This is, you know, so that hasn't been a full year yet. But last year wasn't very good. This year hasn't been very good. And for where the heights of your program was, I mean, I hate to say it, I'm a diehard Bearcat fan, but I have to give you guys respect. You guys last 10 years have done way better than we have. I mean, you've been ranked higher. You've went farther in a tournament. I mean, I can't argue with it. You've done better. But right now, how do you feel about Travis Steele? Because I'm not so sure he's cutting it. Um, You can't keep blaming the players, dude. And that's what I keep hearing in the press conferences. You keep blaming the players. I'm like, it might be on you, man, because you're saying execution. Aren't you the coach? Isn't your job to help them execute the plays right? Just saying. I don't know. Dayton Flyers won again. 87-79 to 79 over Richmond. Dayton Flyers, man, I, like I said in Friday's show, I'm very happy for you guys. It's awesome because Dayton's a great college basketball town. It is. And it's it's very cool watching them play and watching their fans get this excited. Now, I want the Bearcats to get this excited and everything. But we got to win some more games. All right. They had a senior bowl this weekend. And Justin Herbert uh, did very well in the Senior Bowl. And I already have seen sites, Bengals sites going, hey, maybe we should draft Justin Herbert instead of Joe Burrow because he did so good in the Senior Bowl. I'm like, really? Okay. Joe Burrow played arguably the toughest schedule in college football last year. And I don't even like the SEC, but they got to respect him. And he killed him. He played in the semi uh, national semifinal game and killed Oklahoma, which Oklahoma has no defense, so that wasn't that hard. But still, it's the pressure of that game, and he showed up. The national championship game, going against the quote-unquote best defense in college football, second half, killed him. Played awesome. So I don't care what Justin Herbert did in the Senior Bowl compared to what Joe Burrow did in the regular season and in the playoffs, there's no comparison. So, and the other thing, I got to go on a rant. I get so tired of Bengals fans, man. You guys are like, oh, we get Joe Joe Burrow, we're going to ruin him. We get Joe Burrow, we don't have an offensive line. He's going to get killed. I mean, it's just like, you guys are, you guys bring this on yourselves. You don't need the national media telling you how bad you are. You guys say it. Now, the funny thing is, did we ruin Carson Palmer? He had a pretty good NFL career. Did we ruin Andy Dalton? No, Andy Dalton's not an elite quarterback. Never said he was. But he's he's had a pretty good NFL career. We didn't ruin either one of them. And guess what? Both of them had long careers. I mean, Andy's still in his career. He's going to go somewhere, I hope, in a really good spot for him and play very well. Because I like Andy. But when you got a guy like Joe Burrow... You don't pass him up. And the thing is, everyone's like, our offensive line's terrible. Our offensive line's terrible. You do realize we lost 
three starters last year before the season even started. Corey Glenn got hurt. Uh, Zeitler retired. I think it was Zeitler. One of them, I think it was Zeitler. I can't remember. One of them retired. And then Justin Williams got hurt. That's three guys that they were planning on to start. That's half your line. Most NFL teams would have a hard time replacing three starters on your offensive line. So don't give me this crap. We don't have an offensive line. We don't, but it wasn't because the Bengals didn't have players there. They got hurt. It happens. And we're going to have basically two number one picks coming in this year with Justin and Joe. So, And we still got other draft picks. And praying to God that the Bengals sign at least one or two good free agents. Listening to Duke Tobin last week, it doesn't sound like they're going to, but I'm always hoping. All right, now I get to the best thing I saw in sports this weekend. Now, it's a different way to look at it. I'm going to bring it up to the Kobe Bryant's passing. And no, by no means do I mean the best thing I saw was Kobe Bryant passing away. That is not at all what I am saying. Listen to me. The best thing I saw was the sports community coming together and remembering Kobe Bryant. I'm on Facebook a lot and have all these different Facebook groups for sports. Like you got the Bengals, you got the Blue Jackets, you got the Reds, Dayton Flyers. I mean, you name it, everybody's got their own fan base and got their own Facebook group. And they don't like it usually when you post stuff from other sports on that group. Sometimes they don't care, but yesterday was the first time everybody, all the groups, everybody was posting about Kobe and shocked about Kobe and talking about it. And that's that's when Facebook and and social media is good because you can talk about it because that's what you got to do. I mean, the man is 41 years old. You, he, you expect him to be a grandpa. You don't expect him to die at 41. NBA legends don't die that early. I mean, most of them are still around. So having that community to be able to talk to everybody was great. The other cool thing I saw was in the NBA games yesterday, they would start the game with a 24-second shot clock violation on both teams. Now, that actually got me. That teared me up. (laughs) That one got me right there. So just the respect for Kobe and just the mere shock of, of it happening and just how everybody came together was great. So that was the best thing I saw in sports this weekend. What was yours? Uh, tweet, tweet it to me, uh, message me on Facebook, share it down below on the YouTube channel. Anyway, that's it for today's show. Make sure you guys follow me on Facebook, Twitter, check out the YouTube channel. The podcast is on Spotify, uh, breakers, and now I'm on Google. So check them all out. And that's just sports, baby. Take it easy guys. I'll see you.